Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 18th of September, 2014. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and uh, and there's the music again. And it's been uh, Dave. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even sure how to jump into the show. It has not been a action-packed week in search. There's been a lot happening in tech, but um. We're still in this Google holding pattern, eh? We are, and you're right. It's really interesting. Uh, nicely, right before our show um, comes in the update from Search Engine Land, sort of their weekend review of some of their top uh, top information. And I'm like, okay, did they pick something? As I do every Thursday, I'm like, did they catch something that maybe you know I've missed in the last you know couple days, or you know I haven't been to their site in the last couple days and looked through it? I'm like, yeah, no, that is the week we've had in search. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> It, it's been a, a pretty slow um, slow week in search, which is funny, though, because we, we, we can say that. It's still an exciting sector, and there's still been a lot uh, a lot going on. I mean, how many tabs do I have open of news stories that, uh, that we're going to be talking about, like a dozen, two dozen? So, or uh, so, yeah. Yeah, still a lot to talk about, but uh, yeah, re- relatively, no, no massive stories um, like you know, we would hope to be reporting on. Well, we have a a congratulations story. Uh, The SEO Rockstars, one of the very first shows ever to air on Webmaster Radio, Uh, now now being uh, run by SE guru Darren Babin. But I mean, like, SEO Rockstars is is a great show. Yeah. We had, like, you know, Todd Friesen and Greg Bowser were were two of the initial hosts. Um, Like... If there are if there are SEO Rockstar legends, I'd suggest that uh that Friesen and Greg Bozer are among them. Um <laughs> two, two of the original SEO legends. You know, then that show's been uh been on on, on Webmaster Radio for for over ten years now. They did their two hundredth episode on uh on Monday. Wow. Congratulations. Huge congratulations to uh Darren Babin, owner of Webmaster Radio and the moniker SE Guru, to Chris Boggs and to uh, Jim Boykin, who are now the current hosts of uh, of the SEO Rockstars. Um, 200 shows. Um, just by, for comparison's sake, we've been around seven years. We've done 311. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that in there. <laughs> and worth getting in. And we don't own the network. And if you, count, if you count the alternative, that's more like 380. In like oh. eight years. Wow. Okay. Well, rank amateurs. We always count that. So <laughs> you'll you'll count the four hundredth of, of like the total of both shows. We've done the, we did the three hundred before. We did this three hundredth episode. We combined I, 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 you, both you, shows. You lose track, you know. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I don't even know how many years we've been doing this show, but I'm not. You know, if it, if it weren't for the show, I wouldn't be sure what day of the week it was. So there you go. <laughs> Well, with all due respect, I'd rather listen to your show than listen to Leo Laporte do five on his shows. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would, too. I'm, I'm just saying. I really mean that. I really mean that. <sighs> well, that, 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 thank you, I think. 
Indeed. Um, <laughs> I've tried. I can't. I'm sorry. And five minutes of commercials doing it at the front of the show, I can't do that either. No. Sorry. <laughs> Which is why you get us sort of meandering through a show, figuring out exactly when commercials ought to go in or not. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's not a huge week in the world of search engines themselves. It is a huge week in the world. Um, Bing is offering, currently offering predictions on the Scottish independent vote that's taking place, like, right now. Um, go over to bing.com and type, you know, just type in Scottish independence, Scottish referendum. Bing's going to give you the, uh, a mathematical guess based on how they, you know, believe the, the referendum is going to go. Um... Especially if you're in America. As of um, oh, they're predict as of now they're predicting fifty one percent yes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, and of course, you know, we we can think, hey, that you know, what, what does that matter? Um, it matters. <laughs> I like it is a fairly. I mean, this is this is. UK, right? Like this is it, it's a fairly uh, a fairly significant what is a country now, and and we'll see how this plays out. So, uh, you know, as as our our uh, our fine nation has had to face these these types of referendums in the past as well, and uh, you know, it, I feel for them for what would come next. On the bright side for the Brits, you'll never have to hear that again. <laughs> Jim, you know that guy, I must that inter- guy with the hairy legs in your backyard who just keeps wailing on them bagpipes like practicing all night long. Jim, I, I think I've mentioned to you that again. I'm sorry, I must interject, Jim. I think I told you that I've been, you know, more or less watching it, listening to NPR more often. And if I have to hear one more story about Scottish independence with bagpipes going on in the background, I'm going to destroy my radio. So you decided to add one in? Well, everybody else is doing it, so let me be NPR. Here we go. But I put it on for five seconds. I didn't put it on for, like, half a story. I can't do that. We had uh, data. It was uh, just, like, 20 years ago this month that Canada came within 0.5 percentage point of of, uh, watching Quebec separate. So, yeah, I... Pins and needles in the UK, um, or the uh, sort of kind of UK. (laughs) Which way did you lean on that, Jim? On which? Quebec or... uh, Quebec separate... Yes, Quebec uh, seceding from Canada. Oh, I I don't know. It's, um, I suspect... (laughs) You know what? If Quebec wants to separate, I personally do not want to see it, but they are a free people. Right. And as long as they have a uh, very clear question they are voting on, then um, I... You know, if, if if that's what the majority wants, this is democracy. I think it would be a terrible mistake economically and politically, but if that's what they want to do, luckily they don't. Mm-hmm. But the Scots are doing it with England now, and um, I bet you there's somebody in London going, well, you know, economically and politically it's a bad idea, but if they want to do it, I guess we kind of got to let them. Now, the weird thing about Scottish independence to me, mo- the weirdest thing, I live in a, I live in a really big city. Um, if you include, like, the suburbs, there's more people in my city than there is all of Scotland. <laughs> so, you know, go be independent, guys. Enjoy. Um, we don't have the oil you have, but we got a whole bunch of grease. 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe should I do a Rob Ford update? Because, you know, everyone cares, right? Sure, might as well. It'll be uh, I, I know the story you're about to tell, so tell us a tale, Mr. Hedger. Rob Ford's got cancer. He's not going to be mayor of Toronto anymore, and he's trying to run for his seat in council, and everybody in Toronto really sympathizes with him, except that sympathy is wearing thin, because he keeps lying about the condition that he has, saying he had cancer a few years ago, when in fact his doctor has said he didn't. And, you know, um, now his brother's running for mayor, and it's really ticked a lot of people off, because it seems to be this really dumbass switcheroo that they're playing, um, when it's not about them. It's supposed to be about an incredible megacity. So there, Doug Ford's got ca- or Rob Ford has cancer. Will not be mayor of Toronto after the twenty seventh of October. All right, That's and you it. know what? As we as we kind of touched on, uh, I feel for his family uh, for for the diagnosis. I am thankful for your city that he will not be your mayor. Indeed, <laughs> you can, yeah, I, I do feel great sympathy for him. I've said so many times, but uh, yeah, yeah, I have to live here and I've lived under him to get just how conflicted one feels feeling good feeling any sympathy for him now speaking of people that it's hard to feel sympathy for tim cook who is probably a legitimately great guy well he's the uh ceo of apple took over after um hmm what was that guy uh jobs that jobs fellow jobs uh steve jobs that was him yes okay i know after steve jobs passed uh Tim Cook took over the reins and held his first mega, mega, mega product release uh, uh, earlier this week. The new Apple phone is out, and Tim Cook is accusing Google of gross privacy, gross privacy violations. Pot, kettle, black? (laughs) Something like that, yeah. (laughs) Um, like, if you're going to be standing around in, um, glass houses, Mr. Cook, um, (laughs) now, Apple does have, for what it's worth, Apple does have a leg to stand on here, but only a thin one, and only very recently, because the newest Apple phone claims to block law enforcement intrusion into your mobile device. Mm. Now, there's two things about that, that that sort of make me go, huh? If Apple is building a device that has a feature that blocks law enforcement from accessing my email when I'm walking down the street, that implies that when I'm in America, law enforcement reads my email when I'm walking down the street, right? Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not talking the NSA or the FBI. They're talking about the cops, the local police. Just sitting there, reading your email. Well, uh, I mean, that, I find that I find that staggering. Very, very. I mean, am I being old or something? But I find that so hard to believe. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's just age. <laughs> no, that's no. You know what? Actually, I would think you were youthful, Jim. That's optimism. <laughs> so, or, or not, I'm it's surprised it's you're not more callous after years of reporting the news. But I've never heard that, like, metropolitan police forces have access to your private data on your uh, mobile device. I've never, ever heard that. Until Tim Cook implied it by saying that he's stopping them. Right. Which implies... Now, you you do have to wonder... um, You know, I'll I'll go to an arrested development 
you know, a, a example here for, for our uh, friends in the audience who know the show Arrested Development, uh, where the two, two banana stands, one brother was building a frozen banana stand against another, and so he put a big sign out um, saying the frozen banana that won't make you sick and kill you. Um, you know, so it's not necessarily that the other one would. It's that we're just going to imply that ours doesn't. And, I mean, realistically, that, that could be a, a move being made. We're going to say, hey, we're going to make sure that law enforcement can't read your emails. It doesn't actually mean they are. It just means that we're, we're going to do something to make sure they couldn't. Uh, basically, what he's saying is they're going with stronger encryption. And you know what? Like a week ago, hey, here's the Apple way. About a week ago... Uh, Google announced the same thing, <laughs> like, you know, talking about uncrackable encryption uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, good for, for Tim for, uh, you know, we've all seen the little diagrams of the iPhone like, hey, Apple, welcome to 2012. Uh, you know, here we go. OK, so welcome to uh, welcome to September now. Yeah, welcome to last week. <laughs> Um, you know, and hey, the gaps in their announcements and launches are getting closer to what their competitors are doing. I mean, they were only months behind Samsung in a watch. Now, here we are. They're just a couple weeks behind in talking about encryption. So well, that, that, that begs a new question. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, I mean, we, we, we've just lost Apple as a sponsor. Uh, and <laughs> we're going to lose all the Apple fan people for this, for questions like this. But um, I got to ask. How far behind BlackBerry are they in this race to catch up? <laughs> well, in the area of security, I mean, we got to give it. I was never a big BlackBerry fan. I know you used to own one. I've never owned one. You see, uh, you got to own one to get it. Yeah. Well, and, and, that, and the and thing wait, is, and wait, and wait. They were good though on on security. Like on this very issue we're talking about right now, it's where BlackBerry won. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, absolutely. Stronghold was. Absolutely, and it's been a year now since I've been uh, working on the Android device, and I still haven't gotten over the keyboard. Yeah, it's a little, a little bit weird, isn't it? No, well, no, it's that that actual real touch keyboard that BlackBerry has yeah. makes a huge difference. It's so much simpler to use. I got the screen touch uh, the the screen touch keyboard on my Android device, which you know I can swipe around and all that sort of stuff, but it's not the same. No, it takes some getting used to that lack of tactile kind of click um, that, that reinforces that you have actually just done something. So, yep. Um, if I could think of the joke, I'd, I'd tell you <laughs> what I probably would have texted my mom, but I can't think of the joke, so I'm not going to. Um, but you know, I probably did. <laughs> what else do we got? Else do we got? We got. Um... Well, we've got uh, Germany um, demanding access to Google search algorithm. <laughs> we do. I saw that, and I thought, wow, that's a good five-minute conversation. Yeah, okay, so maybe we should save that one for when we get back. Yeah, but here's one that I do want to touch, okay? All Just right. Really quickly. Saw a story today, you know, things that hurt your brain. Saw this story today over at, as the page loads, uh, over at Roundtable, uh, written by Barry. Okay. The headline reads, Bing. 130 million URLs removed for URL keyword stuffing. Speaking of, you know, people trying to catch up with the Googles. <laughs> so, in the last little while, Bing has gone out of their way to remove URLs, remove websites, um, 
you know, like Mandy's cupcake, Mandy cupcakes, house of cupcakes.com. Yeah. That would be kind of like, you know, URL stuffing. Yeah. You're just throwing the word cupcake in the URL twice. Cause you sell cupcakes. Right. Um, the thing that makes this removal different besides that it's, um, something that I think Google did quite a while ago, um, is Bing has actually outlined what they use in their algorithm, what the uh, triggers are to um, trigger a, a, a removal, um, an algorithmic removal from, from the Bing index. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Have you ever seen that before? No, no, not this kind of detail. Not at all. I think it's excellent. I wish, yeah. I wish search engines would do this. I mean, it's yeah. not, not that we would game it. At all. We would probably, as webmasters, conform to it. Well, yeah. and the thing is, to, to me, and I mean, it's, it's funny that we're talking about Bing here, because, of course, they're, they're the apple of the search engine world, doing everything just a little bit behind. Um, sorry, I, I keep picking on Apple. I, I really shouldn't. I've got two staff members who use Apples, and I, I like picking on them. But um, it's, We're going after Microsoft later in Minecraft, but that, that's a different <laughs> thing altogether. Um, but to me, what this shows is a confidence that you actually have a solution like that here. I can actually show you what metrics we're using because these are the only ways that you would do it. And as long as you understand what we're going to do, then I mean, because we, we all feel bad. Uh, well, maybe we all don't. But I, I know I feel sorry for people when they end up in a spot where they shoot themselves in the foot by accident. And we've all seen people who do that, right? I mean, where just by their setup, right? Where they've created a WordPress blog and they've set it up as, you know, Blue Widget's blog. And then they create a file named Blue Widget, you know, where the title is Blue Widget's introducing one-inch Blue Widget's, right? So now they've got three instances of Blue Widget's in their URL. They didn't really mean to. That's just how things were formatting. Well, I did. And you, you can think of the dozens of clients, hundreds of clients you may have had over the years who contacted you because they made some mistake, which, you know, either you can see because you're deep in the business. You've been, you know, studying this for 10, 12 years now. Yeah. Um, but they didn't know. They were just like, like, you know, with your example, they sell blue widgets. So they made the direct, their first directory, blue widgets. Right. Because that's where the blue widgets are at bluewidget.com. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, among the things that uh, Bing has pointed out that they look at when deciding whether buy cheaper Viagra at cheaperviagra.com would be should be removed or not, um, the size of your site, uh, number of hosts, number of words in the host or domain names and paths. So, like you know, again, uh, your example, um, bluewidget.com/slash/bluewidgets/slash/excellentbluewidget.htm. Um, percentage of the site cluster comprised of the top frequency host domain name keywords. I'd really have to think about that to know what, what Barry meant when he wrote that. <laughs> would I, would I believe that is, is if you were, um, going to be spamming for Done. blue widgets, say what percentage of the number of pages on your site contain that? Is, is how I'm taking that. I, I may be wrong, but that's how I took it. I saw this right before the show, too, so I haven't had real time to, to dig in and think uh, uh, think on it too, too much. But that's how I took it when I was reading it. Okay, now, okay. Um, there's a number of other points that are made 
Um, and then regular site page content quality and popularity signals. But again, Bing is, you know why I think Bing's doing something like this, honestly? Why? Uh, um, I'm, but write this down, kids. It's a new word you heard here on Webcology first. We'll call, we'll call it Dwayne-fluence. Dwayne-fluence. Dwayne Forrester, I mean, like, seriously, he's been watching um, Google and Matt Cutts, and he writes frequently about what Google is doing and how Google communicates with its consumers. Yeah. Well, he's a really, 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 really smart fellow, that Dwayne is. So I can see him going back going back up the, up the chain at Microsoft going, look, Google is, you know, obfuscating everything and is frustrating the heck out of um, webmasters. Why don't we try doing it exactly like Google doesn't? <laughs> and be right open, open it out there. Three um, percent of search queries were affected by this change, and you know when when, when Google affects one percent, we all flip, right? Yeah. So three percent of search queries at Bing are affected by this. You know that there's a lot of webmasters who would be flipping. So Dwayne's like, you know what? Unlike Google, why don't we just explain exactly what we did? Yeah. That makes that makes good sense. And good um, sense. if it is Dwayne Fluence, which should be a word from now on, <laughs> Dwayne Fluence, which we could call it Matt Fluence. We're working on that. Matt Fluence doesn't that sound nice? Matt. That Fluence? does. Yep. But Dwayne Fluence is a great word. Anyway, okay. On that, we got to take a break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Write that down. Dwayne Fluence. <laughs> Okay, we're going to be going to commercials. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. It is the 18th of September, 2014. You listen to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. Keep listening. Back in a few minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. It's the 18th of September, 2014. Three days left till the end of summer. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and hey, Dave. Yeah. How many, just if you can think back, like, last time you looked at Google Webmaster Tools for, like, your own website? Yep. Um, how many um, URLs, how many documents did you have in the, uh, from your website in the, in the index, more or less? Uh, 16, 1,700. Okay, 16 or 1,700 from one domain, one website. Yep. Has 16 to 1,700 identifiable documents, each with its own URI. Sitting in like URI, sitting in uh, in 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 Google, right? Yep, correct. Okay. Uniform resource resource indicator, by the way, um, not uh, URL, which would be like Beanstalk SEO dot com. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I remember years ago, like this is back in the step forth days on the uh, on the phone with um, either clients or potential clients, telling them that there are more documents in Google's index. Than there are people on Earth, and that was a, a credible thing to say back then. Yeah, you know, as long as it was more than um, six six and a half billion uh, documents, there was more than there was people on Earth. A milestone was reached yesterday on the web. The web turned twenty five years old in April of this year. Okay, but yesterday, according to Tim Berners Lee the dude who invented the World Wide Web, the one billionth website was posted. Oh. So there's now over a billion websites, distinct domains out there. That's why you can't find a good one to register anymore. <laughs> you know, it would have been awesome if somebody was like, if they were keeping track real time and... You know, when that one was registered, people just raced over to that dude's house, handed him balloons, and shot streamers at him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't you think that should have happened? If Ed McMahon could have done that back in the 70s. <laughs> that would have been pretty awesome. It would have been. Um, but it didn't happen, I'm afraid. No. Okay, so it's been a, a slow week in search news if you're a search engine technician or a uh, search engine expert. I do want to note, I don't know if we noted this earlier in the show or not, it was so long ago I forget, but we have gone a long time without a Google update, haven't we? Oh, it's getting painful. I thought I was starting to see it. Everything's sort of slid back to where it was. It's kind of kind of slipped back a bit, and now we just sit and we twiddle our thumbs some more. It's painful. Of course, John Mueller is listening, going, ah, little do you know, that was the update, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I just, you know, feel like we have to note that again. It's been a very long time since we've seen a Google update, and there is, like, some, like, really smelly socks hanging out in, like, California. They got to stop that or start that. <laughs> 
Okay, so Germany is uh, we're well. It's, it's, they think differently in Europe. Um, <laughs> and and certainly this, in cases like this, yes, they have this you know idea that after defining Western civilization for I don't know the better part of the last four hundred years and probably about a thousand years. In, in 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 general, that they have this concept of what civilization is, right? Yeah. Um, as, as opposed to the upstarts on the other side of the ocean, us, who've only been around for like, you know, uh, at least Europeanized for about 400 to 500 years. Right. Okay. So they have this totally different take on privacy. It's very important to them. And that must be very difficult in... Uh, in a digital world where everything that happens is not only is by necessity recorded against the person who took the action. Yeah. When you do something on the web, it kind of has to be attributed to your IP address um, because the request has to be sent to the server and then returned to your IP. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, given the nature of TCP IP, it's not just one big stream that comes to you. It's a bunch of little packets that come to you, each of which are registered to your identifier, right? Right. So, there's the way things run technically, and then the way things should run in the social realm. Not, I don't mean social media, but I just mean in the, in the public realm. Yeah. And the... The... Uh, European nations and the European Union are ha- are struggling with trying to define how technology should work, or I'm sorry, how privacy should work in an era where technology, by design, needs to record um, transactions, information transactions. So one of the the strongest nation in Europe, and, I, and actually the, the strongest one on privacy rights, is Germany. Yeah, oh yeah. And Germany, trying to figure all this out, figures that the only way that it can, it can understand um, how information is tracked and distributed on the web is to get Google to reveal their secret sauce, get Google to show them its algorithm in court. Right. <sighs> so that was yeah. a very long introduction to well, that. That's, and, that's, and, that's and what's happening right now. It's a huge story. And I mean, here's, here's a, we, we've talked about this before, you know, right back to, I mean, I remember us chatting on a similar topic. Um, you know, when, when China was basically going, you have to block these sites to, to Google, right? And, and, and that ability for a nation to decide. Um, what they're going to allow and what they're not, and a company to go in and say, yes, I will, or yes, I won't, but if you're not going to, get out of my country, right? I mean, that's that's the decision Google faces here because Germany has the right to request whatever they want. It's their nation. That's what they have the right to do. Um, clearly, that can't happen. <laughs> like, clearly, Google can't hand this over, or they would have to go, fine, we're creating an entirely different algorithm for Germany. Here, here it is. Um you know, I mean, what they, they could have some fun doing if they really wanted to pass putting all the lawyers there is go, okay, you've technically asked for the algorithm. You know what? Here it is. Uh, what does this mean? 
I don't know. We're not giving you the variables and what they mean. We're just giving you the algorithm itself because that's what you asked for, right? But you need to tell us what A is. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. You told you asked for the algorithm, though. Um, you know, I mean, because realistically, we're looking at a massive, massive formula. I don't even know, quite honestly, if it would be possible to hand over that algorithm, right? Like, even if they wanted well, I, to. I think How'd you just nailed it, actually. They could theoretically hand over the calculation formulas. They just can't hand over the factors because those are constantly changing. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you've got we've got Google sitting there with, I don't know what, 30,000 doctors of computer science working on stuff. Uh, the German courts will have two trying to analyze this algorithm now. <laughs> right. And, and by the time they've figured it out, we're four years down the road and Google's dealing with a totally different algorithm. <laughs> you know what I'd do if I was Google? What's that? I'd give them bings. <laughs> Tell him it was mine. <laughs> or even better, give him Yahoo's. Like, anybody's going to find out, right? <laughs> okay, that's, that's not bad. Who knows? Maybe they've got a few of their, uh, of their engineers just, you know, powering through building out a new algorithm that looks kind of like theirs. Uh, <laughs> just fired out. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Google can't hand it over. That's just... You know, that's that's just the way of it. I mean, they can't. This is not only is it their competitive advantage, but I mean, does Germany want any reasonable semblance of a search result being provided to their citizens by Google? Because if they do, uh, then you don't hand over an algorithm like they can't hand over now. And if you don't think somewhere along the lines, it would leak out. <laughs> of course, it would. indeed. Um so, you know, I mean, okay, now basically you've handed a bunch of SEOs the the keys to the car. You know, <laughs> Handler, oh my goodness. You know what's going to happen? What's that? Okay, this is just a scenario. Like, like um, I have no idea how this is going to go down. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an uh, EU citizen. Heck, I, I don't understand Germany, to tell you the truth. But I'll bet you that the German government gets its hands on the, uh, on the algo. And Marcus Tandler becomes in- insufferable after that because he pays somebody to give it to him. <laughs> I mean, no, I could just see it. I could just totally see it. The, uh, the what were they? The, the SEO Cowboys, um, T- uh, Tandler and uh, uh, Semper, and uh, you know, Jost Duvalk will get will get in on that too. <laughs> oh my God! And you know, then rough. you know, like Nickel uh, 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 is going to like take photographs of it. <laughs> the whole clique is just going to be crazy. It's true. Um, now, you know what? We're, we're talking Google algorithms here. I got to I got to make sure we, we get this in because over at uh, the Google Webmaster Help forums, the typical, hey, why I don't rank well, right? I mean, that that had to had to come in. I, I don't know how often Google has to deal with it, <laughs> but and, and not say go pound salt. Um, but I, I did love uh, John. Uh, Mueller jumped in there. Uh, basically, uh, there's there's a little write up of of exactly what he said. Well, both on the on the help forums um, and over on SE Roundtable. But at at its core, the response is essentially, uh, or you don't impress Googlebot much. It, that's the quote. It, it doesn't impress Googlebot much. And it's like, well, that is the most obvious statement <laughs> I think I I have heard in in years. Why don't I rank? Your site doesn't impress Googlebot. <laughs> like, okay. There we are. Cue, cue the Shania Twain parodies, eh? 
<laughs> Indeed. Um, and the thing was, it was a not safe for work adult site that was that was churning out, um, you know, videos. And the, the, reportedly, I haven't chased after the site to find out what it is. But um, according to John, uh, it's a site that's just churning out the same videos as everybody else. And the guys going in, going, you know, I mean, it, it's like, and, and you know what? I got my start in affiliate marketing. I, I, I understand. And I built the sites where I was just churning and regurgitating content. And I had the sites where I actually added value and added content. Those are the ones that survived and, and the churn and burn ones did not. Sure. Uh, and this sounds like somebody in my first days of affiliate marketing going, really, why doesn't it work when I, I copied all this content from a site that ranks? <laughs> like, yeah. well, you know, there, there, there you are. Um, you know, and I, I, I got lucky. I was doing it in the um, you know, late 90s, early 2000s when it did still work. You know, sorry, it doesn't anymore. But fortunately, there's a lot more forums and tools to help you now. So. Oh, Dave, this just in. We've had our researchers working on this. Um, 678 of those 1 billion websites yep. are not about porn. <laughs> wow. We'd have gotten the details to you sooner, but they were our researchers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they found themselves getting distracted while they were doing the research, did they? Well, uh <laughs> They, once once you get above twenty one, they got a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, something else of of um, I think an important note in this, you know, to me anyway, is is sizable news. And again, Barry Schwartz, thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he he had reported it was actually from. Uh, I'm going to totally, totally, totally um, ruin this name. It's Mark. That part I'm going to get right. Uh, Trapagan. Yeah, okay, there we go. Okay. Anyway, the uh the dropping of uh information from the knowledge in the knowledge graph box, the dropping of Google Plus information as as supplemental. So, you know, National Geographic more showing their information, you know, what they are as a definition, not their latest posts and stuff like that from Google Plus. What do you think, Jim? I don't uh, honest to goodness, I saw the story. I I I've seen a couple stories like this in the last few in the last few days. And um I would, um, if I was working on the Google Plus project over at Google right now, I would be looking for um, another project team to jump to as quickly as possible. <laughs> uh, this is, it's stunning, the amount of effort and credibility that was invested in Google Plus. And in turn, the web marketing community, because Google was throwing so much effort into Google Plus. It was throwing so much energy into it. It took us a while. You know, you remember remember the beginning we were all talking about the Google Plus ghost town and making jokes about it? Yeah. And then Google introduced introduced authorship and suddenly it was like, oh, there is benefit. We yeah. didn't quite start taking it quite seriously. And um, now Google's uh, pulling back on everything to do with Google Plus in relation to search engine results or the search algorithm. Mm -hmm. Plus ones still count. Yep. Um, and being in Google Plus still counts, as does authorship in a way. It shows um, they are signals to Google. They may not be direct algorithmic signals, but they are considered. Um, but Google's pulled back so much of the energy from Google Plus. Um, have one of two things has happened. It's reached critical mass and doesn't need the influx of energy or they're giving up. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's part of me in the back of my head that's like, and, and we've all done this. You're you're playing fetch with the dog in the park or or whatnot, and you you kind of you've thrown the ball a few times. It's brought it back, and then you do one of the fakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> pretend to throw it. The dog chases out. I wonder if they did that to a bunch of SEOs. Let's distract them. Let's distract them. Get them chasing that way, and then we'll do some over here. Um, you know where they was is just busy work. Of course, you know I mean there was too much, too many millions of dollars invested for that to be the case. But it, it, as, as a pleasant byproduct for them, they sure saw how fast they could make us jump and and chase after something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and as soon as we started to see value, you know, in in we went. Um, you know, like gangbusters. I feel sorry, and, and you know, I did it. We all did it. I I I wasted our time on stuff. I've wasted clients' time on stuff now. Yeah. Um, you know, chasing after things like authorship, making sure they're building out their Google Plus pages. Um, you know, it, to that end, uh, it, it is a shame. The only thing that makes me feel a little better is going, well, Google lost more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really want to riff on that, but um, we are we're approaching the top of the hour. We've got to get another commercial break in before we end the show. And yeah. um, we might come back and talk about how angry we are at Google for being just complete. Uh, are we still allowed to say douche nozzles? <laughs> like their channel's not mad that's not on the list right okay so be complete douche nozzles about this but before we do that we gotta take a break here at Webcology so on behalf of Dave Davies this is Jim Hedger from D- Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO this is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media you listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm back after these messages sit tight and don't move Webcology we'll be back after this short break Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 18th of September. Can't believe that, 2014. And now uh, we're rounding up the show. Uh, Dave, we got like about poof, less than 10 minutes left. Um, 
before we got on the air, Frank Watson mentioned to me that he received, it's kind of almost stunning, he received his uh, first of what's bound to be a, a gajillion emails about Amazon's new paid ad system. Yeah. <clears throat> and that got me thinking, like, you know, I, I know we discussed this, I think, two weeks ago on the show. Yeah. Um, but it occurs to me, again, that uh, Amazon is in a much better position today to take advantage of pay-per-click and the data it has on its uh, customers than Google was back in 2001 when it was um, borrowing the idea from Overture. Yeah. So Amazon is going to go off on its own and set up its own uh, paid ad network. Currently, according to this, you know, this not only will it affect Google um, on the on uh, with competition, more competition for ad spend dollars, it'll actually affect Google on the bottom line. In 2013, according to AdAge. Amazon spent $157.7 million on Google search ads. Yep. It was third, in fact, uh, behind Walmart and Rakuten.coms, um, just ahead of Best Buy and just ahead of Sears. Well, that's kind of funny because um, Sears Canada just applied for bankruptcy protection, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> indeed. Paid uh, search advertising. Trust <laughs> Anyway, 157.7 million. So we sent our crack researchers out. Uh, and they turned to us and said, no, we're busy. Uh, we sent our crack researchers out to figure out how much that is. Um, what does that really mean to Google? When you're looking at like, you know, eight and a half billion in uh, annual profits. As it turns out, it's not even a percentage point. No, but I, I, I think over the coming months, um, and and certainly over over the coming years, and let's let's refer to it, I guess, as quarters. I think this is going to come up more and more. I know just this morning, um, I got an email. Now I, I can't remember who it is. It's still sitting in my inbox, but I keep that closed when I'm on the show, so I don't get distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, inviting you to um, you know uh, presentations and, and sort of conferences on Amazon, how to use it, um, you know that sort of thing, and, and what may be coming, and that's what caught my attention and went, okay, let's let's highlight this. Um, so we'll, I'll chat about that next week after I've had a chance to look it up a little more and decide whether it's it's going to be worthwhile or not. Um, but you know that it's a point of conversation, and knowing that most customers, not all, but most, come with a budget. Right, they they come going. I've got ten thousand dollars to put towards paid search. Okay, that's their budget. But where so do you put it? I'm either going to give it to Google or Facebook or Amazon or Bing or whatever. I'm going to put it towards paid. Um, if Amazon gives me an alternative, and for a lot of e-commerce sites, it's going to be a very very strong. Um, you know, because people who are at Amazon are buying. That's yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> right, so um, I, I think it's a it's going to be something to watch, and I think it's going to evolve very, very rapidly into more than it is right now. Well, here's here's a bit of advice for other newer SEOs who are looking for some their breakthrough into the industry. Yeah, 
And I, I think of Cindy Crum as the great story of how you make your own, how you make your own opportunities, right? Right. Years, just to revisit in less than a minute, years before mobile became everything, Cindy was saying mobile's about to become everything. And by the time mobile did become everything, she was the world's go-to person on uh, mobile search and mobile as a business. Yeah. Um, she did. I remember like eight years ago, nine years ago, when she introduced herself to the industry. And she was the only person talking about this emerging niche. Well, we live in what Douglas Copeland called an acceleration culture. And he recently said that acceleration is accelerating. <laughs> Which is totally true. Yeah, very much. Um, I urge people who are in any way interested in Amazon, if you want to find a niche in this industry start studying and explaining this ecosystem because you will have a rapt audience. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a very, very good point. Um, you're, what, are you doing calculations in your head? <laughs> I'm like, okay, and now I need to add that to our site and look stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm serious. I'm, I'm really serious. Like, Amazon isn't – I mean, what do you think? Amazon, is that like a new Google Plus or what? I don't think so. I, I think if, I, if I'm going to project into the future, if I'm going to guesstimate into the future, I think we're actually going to see a strong, I'm going like a year or two down the road here, a strong uh, competitor to AdSense. Well, I, furthermore, I suggest that this is going to cause an even greater differenti- differentiation between general search and shopping search. Yeah. If Amazon comes in strong in this market, Google has to change its game in one way or another. Well, it and the fact is, if, if I am a lawyer, great, AdWords is still going to be you know, the, the place, right? I mean, I'm not going to go to a shopping engine. But if I sell blue widgets, where and through who do I want to advertise? Right? I, I don't want some high school kid looking up information on blue widgets for a project uh, to click and, and charge me, you know, three bucks to find out, you know, here's my blue widgets. Um, what I want is people who are in, in the shopping uh, frame of mind and we know where they are. I, I think I think it's going to take more money from Google than than they're sort of maybe looking at right now. I, I'm maybe underestimating oh. Google here, but. Oh, I, I don't doubt it, Dave. I mean, like the $157 million in lost revenue is nothing compared to what would have been spent at Google and is now going to be spent at, at, at Amazon, eh? Indeed, indeed. Um, and, and again, I'm, uh, I, I'm going to speculate that that will in itself change the nature of both search tools. Yeah, oh, very much, very much. I totally agree. Okay, so we're down to minutes here. What do we got that's really fast? Um. <laughs> You know what? If I can, on on a quasi personal oh, note, gotta do um, it. I can't believe we almost missed this. No, no, no problem. Um, I actually we we talked about him earlier in the show. For 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 those who don't know, uh, Dana Lukadu, we had her on uh, about a month ago. Anyway, I'm I'm going to be running an 8K. Uh, that's about five miles for my American friends. Um, run in uh, in just a few weeks and and. Doing this, I'm, I'm raising money for Dana Lukadu, and you can read all about the story. I know we don't have time to, to get into that. Where, where it, would you read about it? Where, where, where do I if you just go this? to uh, easiest path to get there, if you just go to beanstalkseo.com, right at the top right of every page is a big 
you know, logo that where you can go to a, to a blog post. We're raising donations. Um, and here's, here's a, a, a really nice thing that, uh, Jim Boykin, who also was a, was a, gave a very generous donation for the next, uh, three people who donate 500 or more. Um, you get a free hour of consulting with Jim. Oh, uh, on on some links and stuff. So basically, you're you're pretty much getting the value <laughs> that your donation would be, uh, and and getting an hour of uh, Jim's time to to look at your site, look at your link profiles and stuff like that. I'm already giving away a couple hours with uh, with Eric Ward um, as well on it, and there's some other perks. So definitely something worth uh, worth checking out. I understand if you are going to PubCon and you donate five hundred dollars, Christine Sashinger will pick you up at the airport and drop you off again. You know what? She's actually coming in and, and generously at the 150 level. At the 150 uh, there, there's level. a bunch of other perks there, but anybody who's a pupcon um, who, who donates more than 150, she'll uh, she'll help make. And you know what? Let Let's be honest. At conferences, she's just a good person to know. Well, and also, <laughs> friends, like most cars in Vegas, she's got a slot machine in the back seat. You can smoke, <laughs> you can drink, just keep feeding uh, uh, nickels into that slot machine. She's cool. Yeah. How do you think she's paying for the trip? <laughs> um there we go i knew that was coming <laughs> friends um we knew that, okay we knew that the the hook music was coming there's the hook music it's been another week here on webcology i'm almost positive we're going to see some action this week from the search engines especially on google um i'm not going on a, on a limb and actually predicting uh 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 an update but update Coming. <laughs> anyway, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, that's Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Jim at DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 18th of September 2014. We're going to come back, talk to you in the autumn. Stay tuned for uh, whatever's coming up next on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's amazing content. We'll talk to you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.